Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female, you may ask? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She constantly strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony, but knows that it requires being true to your priorities and what makes you happy. She is never complacent about striving for better and always nurtures the relationships with the people in her life. So let's get started. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, Episode 28. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Meg Dahl. Meg is a registered holistic nutritionist, a self-love advocate, and nutrient seeker. After struggling with an easing disorder twice in her life, she now lives a radiant life and helps others to do the same through her one-on-one coaching services that she offers worldwide. Meg is the founder of MegTheRHN.com and also co-hosts her own podcast called The Nourished Podcast. It is her mission to help others find their own true balance of health and happiness so they can be free and nourished. Welcome to the show, Meg. Hey, Robin. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. I know you told, you reached out and told me that you've been listening to episodes to get ready to come on, so I was so excited to get you on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for asking me to come on. I've been so excited for the past month or so, so... <laughs> Today's the day. It's awesome. So when you read the definition of alpha female and when you hear kind of the short part in the intro, what do you think about the definition and how do you identify as an alpha female? Mm -hmm. I think you did just a phenomenal job on creating that definition and I love the intro part to this podcast. I just think it really does a great job of, you know, capturing the complexity, I suppose, of what an alpha female is. And it's pretty awesome because I definitely do consider myself an alpha female. And it's kind of surreal to say that because, you know, about like five to 10 years ago, I definitely would not have ever considered myself to be an alpha female because I didn't think I was strong or bold or passionate. And the reason I use those words is because those are kind of like the three words that pop into my head when I think of the term alpha female. And when I say strong, I'm not really, you know, meaning being physically strong, but mentally strong. And I've definitely overcome some obstacles in my life, as you mentioned in the intro, overcoming two eating disorders. And so now, today, I definitely considered myself to be a very strong-minded person. And there's not too much that can come at me that I can't handle. So it's kind of like I can never really be knocked off of my game. And I like to think of myself kind of like mentally unbreakable. And then also just being bold. And um, that kind of comes along with knowing yourself so well that you're not fearful to put yourself out there and just 
do your thing, just being really bold and fearless and passionate. I mean, I'm super passionate about sharing my word and spreading my message in, you know, so many different platforms. And I think that all kind of goes along with that alpha female definition. Mm. I love that. When you say strong, most alpha females are really into fitness and, you know, challenging ourselves physically. But I like that you really focus on the mental aspect of being a strong alpha female. And it does seem to be a theme that many alpha females go through some sort of storm in their life that, you know, pulls them out on the other side and shows them how strong they can be. But I wonder if we, you know, are talking to some listeners who haven't ever been through quote unquote a storm and are like, do I have to, you know, do I have to have gone through something bad to be an alpha female? What would you say to them? Mm -hmm. I think it's all about just believing that you are one, right? I personally don't think you have to go through something to be an alpha female or feel as though you're strong and powerful and, you know, you've got kind of everything under control and be passionate about something. I know so many leaders in our community that, you know, they've never gone through a chronic illness or, you know, an eating disorder or some huge storm, as you called it. But they're really powerful women because they believe Mm. that they are. Mm, I love that. Um, I'm working on my book, which will be published in August. And one of kind of the themes that's come up is that I thought I had to have gone through something difficult to be inspirational or motivational to people. And I want so many young girls to understand that that is not the case and that it's really truly just about being strong, bold, and passionate as you like to quickly define it in three words and that that can happen at any phase of life, no matter if a storm has happened or if you are just going through life um, and embracing what you want to be able to share with the world. Oh, yeah. I think we all have a message to share. And that message does not have to come from like going through a storm, Mm -hmm. right? And if you have a message to share, I encourage all of the listeners to run with it and just be really confident in that message and keep sharing it with the world. Because, you know, and this is something that I've always believed in. I suffered from an eating disorder when I was 10 years old. And even from that really young age, I've always been very, very open to sharing my story. And growing up, I've even had like adults come up to me and say like, oh, you're so brave for sharing your story. And I never really thought of it that way. It was just kind of always natural to me to share my story because no one's going to learn or be inspired or, you know, make change if I just keep my story to myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm all about just sharing your message. And I truly believe, you know, all of us do have a message to share. So when you talk about your message, you know, and sharing with others that they can be free and nourished, what does that mean to you? Mm -hmm. Like, That is my absolute number one mission in life is just helping people achieve freedom because so many years, like, you know, I don't know, probably like half of my life, I suppose, I was just kind of shackled to restriction and feeling very deprived in my life and 
you know, freedom was definitely not a feeling that I felt. And then one day I was just like, this is ridiculous and I need to change the way I'm living. And I started letting go of everything that was holding me back. Everything. It was like I kind of made a list of everything that wasn't serving me anymore, everything that was stressing me out, everything that was holding me back from feeling that freedom that I so badly wanted to feel. And I just started doing the things that made me feel free. And now I know like how amazing a life of freedom feels. So that's my passion. So when I say freedom, you know, um, I do specialize in helping girls break free from eating disorders or disordered eating. But I truly believe like everyone um, deserves to feel freedom in their life, you know, so if someone is feeling very unfree from, you know, just like the pressures of how to look, you know, if their body image is holding them back, I want to be that person to help them break free of that. And even I know I have a lot of people that come to me and they just feel very trapped because of their illness, whether it be like an autoimmune disease or allergies, just like whatever, they're Mm -hmm. not feeling free in their skin, right? Mm -hmm. And I think there's a way for all of us to feel free. Mm, I love that. In episode 14, I had Danny J on the show and she talks about like her definition um, of happiness is around freedom. And um, I think Sarah Williams episode five talks about it as well. And freedom can mean so many different things, but I love how you're associating it with nutrition and, you know, feeling one free from eating disorders. And that's such a a massive category that women and men strive, uh, struggle with, but also just, I get it, like the allergies, like I don't feel good in my body because I can't eat certain things. And then I feel I'm restricting myself. Like, yes, I have to go on a diet. Like I hate using the word diet with allergies and food restrictions because then you're depriving yourself. And so I'm constantly trying to, especially with myself living with MS and eating an autoimmune paleo diet, I I don't, I really try not to use the words diet. It's, Mm -hmm. it's a struggle, but I'm always constantly calling it like my autoimmune paleo meal plan. Um, so that it's even that positive association for others because I don't see it negative, but the word diet is so, it's so horrible in today's society. Right. It's very twisted. It's almost like, like one big change that I had to do while recovering from an eating disorder quite a few years ago was redefine many of the definitions that I had. And diet was one of them. And I didn't actually redefine diet until I started studying holistic nutrition. Mm-hmm. And that kind of came about because, you know, we started learning about diet and everyone thinks that diet is, you know, restricting, deprivation, a means to lose weight, a, like a way to lose fat, like that sort of thing. But really a diet is just what you eat. Mm -hmm. You know, and putting just kind of like redefining those words that got so twisted by society is really important in, you know, how you feel around food and even recovery from any illness, really. Mm -hmm. So as a holistic nutritionist, take us through kind of what your work-life harmony looks like and how you balance out your day. 
Uh-huh. So that's kind of always changing. And I think that, you know, goes with your word harmony, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, it's kind of just like, you know, sometimes you're going to work a little bit more than you play. And then on other weeks, you're going to have a little bit more downtime than work. And I'm kind of coming off of a vacation right now. I was away for two weeks and kind of three weeks in total of not really working at all. And it felt so amazing. And I know I definitely needed it because right before that, it was like work, 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 work. But to the point where I'm enjoying myself, I always, always, always carve out self-care time for myself every single day. Mm -hmm. That's just kind of like a non-negotiable for me. I really um, cherish my evening rituals and my morning rituals I kind of you know (laughs) have both and I think it's so key for me to you know enjoy um, working steadily throughout the day I really um, always make sure to carve out that time for myself so I mean like just kind of reflecting back I in the winter time, I came out with a new program. It was like a winter detox program that focused um, on kind of Ayurveda approaches to prepping yourself for the winter and helping your body just, you know, kind of move um, smoothly throughout the winter. So I worked really hard on that um, right before its launch date. And then right after I launched it, you know, you give yourself like a few days just to recoup from that. And I really like and I'm so fortunate to be doing what I do. I mean, I work from home and I see women all around the world um, via Skype. And it's just kind of nice that I can work, you know, all day if I really want to and then take a few days off to really give myself that nourishment that I need. So, To me, like harmony is just doing what makes you feel happy, passionate, and not stressing yourself out about, you know, life or your business and just really going with the flow and listening to your body, always listening to your body. Oh my God, I'm so excited right now. So I've talked on shows in the past about how I really think everyone's in one or two camps like there's the season uh, believers where it's like I'm in the season of this and I'm working really hard and then I'll take care of myself Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's those that you know really prioritize self-care every single day like these are non-negotiables I'm always going to put these in my day so that I can take care of myself Mm -hmm. you are now a mix of both and an anomaly (laughs) that I haven't found yet on the show I'm a first am I (laughs) you are so I'm excited about this because it allows people to see that yes there can be seasons to your business or your life because it's you know if you're having a baby or you're taking care of uh, an old age parent or all of those things like you have to be all in and Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs have to be all in when they're launching something especially if they're solopreneurs and so I love that but I do also love that you have non-negotiables so I want to get into those and get those nuggets of wisdom out of you yes so so what do you do to keep your immune system boosted first and foremost all right so For me, I'm big on gut health and we know that like 80% of our immune system is in our gut. So I'm always making 
sure to really keep my gut happy and healthy. So um, I have a freezer full of bone broth. I use that oh-so-good bone broth, and it's just like a sippable bone broth. But, I mean, by all means, you can make your own for sure. I have yet to do that, honestly. But mm. um, I use oh-so-good bone broth, and I sip on that every day. And that's just good for gut health and making sure it's, um, you know, in peak shape. It's one of the most nutrient-dense things that you can incorporate into your daily routine. And also, um, I'm always including some fermented foods for probiotics and also stress. You know, um, stress takes a huge toll on your immunity. So, um, by making sure I'm taking part in those non-negotiables, like I said, like my morning routine and my evening routine, I really am not a stressed out person. So, and I like have those routines to thank for that. Mm, okay. Yeah. I love brown broth. I've started making my own. Good for you. That's awesome. But it's like, it's like entry level bone broth. Like I don't have a pressure cooker and I'm not using organic, you know, uh, grass-fed chicken like I'm using the barbe- mm-hmm. the barbecued chicken that I buy at the grocery store <laughs> hey like it's like I mean just- I start with so many clients right and I think a lot of people are so um you Scared. know they think yeah and they think it has to be you know grass-fed organic or nothing mm-hmm. and it doesn't you know you have to go with what you can do at that time yeah and honestly you making bone broth is better than no bone broth right yeah it's so, so easy to just like after you strip to the barbecue chicken throughout the week you keep all the bones you throw it in a pot I throw in like onions and mushrooms and bay leaves and I let it cook overnight for eight hours and it's done and it's so easy so it's like once you do it you're like oh that wasn't that bad no that's awesome good for you awesome okay so you talked about probiotics we've talked a little bit about fermented foods in the last show so what are your favorite ones my favorite fermented foods well I love all things like tangy so I am super into sauerkraut and just like fermented pickles or any fermented veggie really Um, I love making my own homemade sauerkraut and um, pickles, but we have uh, many family members who make some really good probiotic-rich sauerkraut too, so mm. it's always nice to get sent home a jar every time we visit our parents. <laughs> so. My mom's nickname for me as a little kid was her little pickle because I would stand at the fridge door and just eat it out of the jar. Oh my gosh, you sound exactly <laughs> like like I am such a huge pickle person, like they would they would be my snack all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. Polish okay. off those jars in no time. So let's go into what other kind of nutrition um, habits that you do daily, whether it's like part of your morning routine or just throughout your day. Yeah. So every morning, um, it kind of is what gets me out of bed actually is my warm lemon water in the morning. Mm. So I always just fill my mug with warm water and squeeze half of a fresh lemon in there and add a pinch of sea salt as well just to focus on adrenal health as well. 
um, because that high quality sea salt is so beneficial for your adrenals. Mm. And um, so that's my kind of morning routine as far as like nutrition goes and just having a really good breakfast off the start too. I'm a huge breakfast person. I I am very big into listening to your body and, you know, just honoring it. And me personally, I find my hunger is most strong in the morning. So I always make sure I fuel up in the morning in like a really good balanced way. So I always have like a good balance of everything on my plate. And I guess just like throughout the day, making sure, you know, my blood sugar levels are stable with all balanced meals. I'm all about balance, as you can see. And that's kind of my, um, what I focus on for sure. Mm -hmm. Now for the listeners, if you're not following Meg on Instagram yet, it's Meg the RHN and her breakfast pictures (laughs) are epic. So you will understand why she loves her breakfast. Um, oh, thanks, at girl. the time of this recording, I'm staring at the breakfast from this morning with um, fried plantains. And, yes. Ugh, yeah. I love that we, we're both, again, we're both on the same wavelength. We both love plantains. Yes. One of my favorite foods, that is for sure. Mm, awesome. Okay. So let's get into fitness. What is your weekly fitness routine like? It's kind of funny. Um, it's definitely changing. Okay. <laughs> um, I like, and as of just recently, as I said, I'm just getting back from taking like pretty much three weeks off. And years ago, I would have never ever imagined taking three weeks off from the gym because, in my mind, before, like even a couple years ago, you know, um, I thought a good workout involved heavy weights and was, you know, like, I don't know, six to eight exercises or whatever. I guess I had a pretty solid definition of what I thought a good workout was. And if it didn't really involve weights, I didn't really consider it a good workout, to be honest. And then I left for vacation three weeks ago and I mean when I'm on vacation I'm not gonna go seek out a gym especially if it's a vacation that I'm with a bunch of family and it's someplace tropical like I'm not gonna go into a gym and do a workout and so um while I was away I just focused on moving my body in ways that I wanted to and which in obviously like involved no heavy weights and I started really really enjoying it so now that I've been back I'm just kind of like um not really sure what my fitness routine is really going to look like because I was just having so much fun while I was away um kind of doing whatever and not following a routine whatsoever that I'm kind of still in a phase where I'm just, you know, listening to my body. That's kind of just like kind of going off onto a side note here. It's one thing that I love about traveling so much. I always, always learn something about myself or, you know, gain some sort of knowledge that makes me come back home and just think a little bit more. So as of right now, just really focusing on 
being really intuitive on how I move my body. Some of my favorite ways, like, I mean, I still love lifting weights, but I don't think I'm going to be as um, regimented as I was. Like, I would go to the gym three to four times a week and do, like, a barbell workout and stuff. But um, now I think I'm just going to kind of be, take it more day by day and see what my body's actually craving. Some of my favorite workouts are honestly just like a really meditative walk throughout the day Mm. they're so relaxing it's so funny so now you're no longer an anomaly because you're basically (laughs) sounding like some of the other guests who are actually (laughs) they're no longer in terms of like challenging themselves by like stepping it up a notch but they're learning how to step it down a notch yeah um and actually like the the whole theme of listening to our body and feeling uh like what do I want to do today and just going for a walk and moving and you know knowing that that's still a great quote-unquote workout but for those that do love the gym and love lifting like you'll see Meg on Instagram occasionally doing some great deadlifting and all of that so I'm I feel you because there's some days where I just like my body just doesn't want to do anything and I'm so confused because I'm used to being so regimented and so routined Mm -hmm. and so I'm like okay like And then another day, I'm like, yes, I really want to do some Olympic lifts. Like, my body's ready. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Now, now, okay, we're going back to the gym. So it's it's nice to try to figure out new routines. But if I know most alpha females can be so regimented because we love control in our life and we love, you you know, having everything organized for the week. But stepping back and listening to our bodies and saying, okay, maybe I'll just do yoga at home instead of heading to the gym after work and allowing that to be okay. Yeah, I really like something that um, has really helped me with, you know, so many transitions in my life is thinking about my goals, because I think we get so tied up on how we are supposed to do things. Like I said, you know, just like a month ago, I thought a workout was lifting heavy things, right? But Now it's just kind of like, okay, if I step back and look at my goals right now today, what's my goal? And really, I just want to be the healthiest version of me possible, right? Mm. And the healthiest version of me possible, like that doesn't necessarily mean lifting weights four times a week. Like I'm not a power lifter. I'm not a bodybuilder, nor do I want to be. So it's (laughs) like you know, why do I feel as though that should be my routine? So when you kind of take a step back, and this is what I do with my clients a lot, I think a lot of us kind of tend to forget our goals, right? Mm. So it's like, take a step back, look at your goals, and is what you're doing in line with your goals? And that's super important. Hmm. I think this goes back to the episode with Dr. Ariane Maschin. I think it's episode 13, the sports psychologist, and having goals with grace and allowing ourselves to be nicer. I, I love this theme that's kind of coming out in the interviews is goals with grace and being focused on our personal goals and not everyone else's goals on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Goals with grace. I like that. <laughs> So you talked about morning routine and how much you love your evening routine. So give Mm -hmm. us a rundown of the evening routine and how you reduce stress at night. 
Yeah, I really love my evenings. It's just um, my boyfriend and I, we live together. And so usually we will go shopping together once I kind of end my day. I'll finish up clients at a time where we can usually go to the grocery store together and pick out whatever we want. We always like getting pretty creative in the kitchen together. So we usually go to the grocery store like every day if not every second day and grab something new and then make some dinner together and just enjoy it together and you know kind of put our technology away I'm on the computer all day so it feels pretty good when I can just close my laptop in the evenings and not look at it and I think that's helped me a lot with stress I mean it's not like I get very stressful emails but when I see an email I tend to feel as though I have to reply to it ASAP so even if it's not a stressful email and I read it at um, night, it'll still like, you know, kind of get me worked up and make me think that I have to start working again. So I really do my best to not open my computer at night. Um, and that's kind of our routine, just hang out in the evenings, make a cup of tea. And I always, always gratitude journal every single evening. I actually do it every morning and night. And that's made a huge difference for me. So um, that's something I'm big into lately, just because every single time I include gratitude into my life and into my daily routine, it's just such a huge game changer for me. And just this past year, so like the start of 2016, I actually created an online book club. So that's really got me motivated to keep up reading a book every single month. And my goal is 12 books in the year of 2016. So I'm pretty pumped about that because I love reading, but I really lack, um, you know, sticking to a book and actually reading it. And not once in my life have I ever completed 12 books in a year. So I'm already on like book four or five already. So pretty excited about that. That's awesome. What are you reading right now? Um, I am. I just wrapped up The Gifts of Imperfection by uh, Brene Brown. Yeah. We're, mm-hmm. we're both Brene Brown fans. Yeah. That was actually my very first book I read of hers. And I finished it in two days. So I just mm. gobbled that one up. And um, I believe um, my Daring, friend. Daring yeah, Greatly. Daring Greatly. And Rising yeah, Strong. You'll, you'll, win, you'll inhale. <laughs> awesome. So I was going to start Daring Greatly tonight, actually. That's awesome. Yeah, I had to sp- like spread them out because I was like, wow, if I like absorb all of this Brene Brown in one go, I'm going to be a little overwhelmed. So I had to do like a different book in between the two. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's smart too. I've given myself some um, kind of downtime and I made some notes and then reviewed those little notes afterwards and now I am like kind of itching to get back to her words so that's awesome yeah I did um I think it was maybe two years ago I tried to do the 50 book challenge oh yes my friend just wrapped that up in 2015 how did um, that go for you it was good because I was taking the subway every day to and from work so I had you know an hour and a half of reading time in the morning and the same in the evening so I could just knock out a book a week. And then when I was diagnosed with MS, I started driving to work so that I wouldn't have to fight for a seat or be in an environment where I was uh, 
potentially around a lot of sick people constantly mm-hmm. um, because my immune system is compromised. So I started driving and then I discovered podcasts. And so <laughs> my, my commute time became podcast central. And although audiobooks are in the world like I can't I can't do audiobooks when I have so many podcasts to absorb um so I need to like really actually schedule my reading time and that's like in the evenings now or on the weekend yeah that's what I do too I mean I kind of set a minimum goal for myself every evening that like if I get 10 pages a night I'm happy with that, but sometimes, you know, depending on the night, that turns into like 40 pages and whatever I can get done, I'm happy with. Um, Just quickly going back, I love the fact that you and your boyfriend actually grocery shop constantly um, and like power to you because I have to do it once a week in the meal prep. Um, oh yes, which yeah. a lot of people think is epic, but I'm like, no, that's me being like completely lazy during the week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I love that you have that practice, and I know that many people can fit that into their life, and I hope you inspire them too. Um, for those that live close to a grocery store, or just make it yeah. part of the routine. Yeah, our grocery store is actually like walking distance from our house, so sometimes I suggest us walk there but then usually we buy too much stuff to haul back so we usually (laughs) drive (laughs) that's awesome and um what's your favorite kind of tea Ooh, well i'm a huge david's tea fan if you didn't know (laughs) i'm i'm a huge david's tea fan however over the past um year and a half or so i've cut out all caffeine so like i haven't even had green tea or white tea it's so sad um lately yes well that is caffeine free so I'm a huge rooibos fan and um David's tea has a cinnamon rooibos chai Mm. that is like any tea that has cinnamon flavors in it is my go-to tea so my top two teas from David's tea if anyone wants to log online and order themselves (laughs) some teas that I totally approve of are the cinnamon rooibos chai tea from David's Tea as well as their spiced apple tea. It mm. is unreal. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, next question. Uh, going back to the whole definition of alpha female and uh, whether it's, you know, being nicer to ourselves or having strong personalities or being misunderstood, what kind of pain points as an alpha female do you have to problem solve for? I think probably just like this is kind of a personal one, I suppose, is just um, overwhelming myself with so many ideas <laughs> that, you know, I like probably... shiny object syndrome? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, when um, it turned 2016, I was super motivated and I sat down with my boyfriend. I told him like all my business ideas. He was like, well, write a list. So I wrote them down all all on a list and they're hanging up on our fridge. And I, you know, was like, oh my gosh, I need to get all of these things done right now. And I belong to a mastermind group actually. And we were talking about this sort of thing. And the girl shared with me that, you know, in the past they did the similar thing, but they learned that 
it's okay to have a ton of ideas, but just to focus on one, you know, and in my head, it's like, I have all of these ideas, and I need to get them all done right now. And then I tend to overwhelm myself. So um, I guess that's kind of a pain point for me. Mm. And something that I need to work on just being okay that okay, you have all these ideas, and that's okay. But let's just choose the one that should get done first, and then move on. And I need to start being okay with not getting everything done like right now. So we're recording this podcast in April, but it's going to air in July. So this is now giving me a goal to get I'm working on a, a, a workbook that Um, helps entrepreneurs or side hustlers, alpha females, alpha males, figure out what their key priorities are when they have a massive list of shiny objects. Because I've been working through several different entrepreneur methods. So I have like the Shailene Johnson uh, key priority and push method. And then I've worked through workbooks by um, the Wellpreneur. And so there's all these different methods. And I've tried, I finally figured out how to organize my year and how to go after one thing at a time so that I mm-hmm. don't get overwhelmed. Um, okay, so let's wrap up with my favorite question ever, because you have definitely shown us how you take care of yourself from a healthy perspective. But being an alpha female is also about being happy. So what is your definition of happiness? Yeah, so I have been so excited about this question (laughs) because, as you know, um, I started listening to quite a few episodes of this podcast, and when I heard you ask this question, I was so taken back because I actually asked this question to myself about three years ago, and honestly, that's um, kind of like the time in my life when... I was just starting to learn to totally break free of everything and answering and defining what um, makes me happy or what is happiness to me is what really set me free. So like I said earlier in the podcast, um, to get me to where I am today and through my recovery, I had to redefine a lot of things and look at the definitions of a lot of things and, you know, see how the actual definition really matched up to what I had in my head. So I asked myself what um, I thought healthy was. So I had to define what healthy was and I had to define what happiness was. And then from there on forward, I put those two words and those definitions at the forefront of all of my decisions. And that's what really helped me break free. So getting back to your question, happiness to me means health, which is why I also had myself define the word health. But in addition to health, um, Personally, happiness is whatever you want it to be, honestly. Like, no one's happiness is going to look like my happiness. And no one's definition of health is going to look like mine as either. But I don't think you, like, can, you know, I think health and happiness go hand in hand. Mm. But um, what, is, the, what is your personal definition of health so we can understand it a little bit better from your mind? Yeah, sure. So I mean, and then it kind of goes back to like health 
for me is being happy and free, (laughs) right? And so it's just kind of like if I kind of give a better explanation of what I did to help set myself free from restriction and obsession and stuff, like whenever I was um, kind of, you know, confronted with a decision, I would be like, okay, is this going to make me happy? And is this going to make me healthy? And um, like one thing that I really struggled with was going out for dinner with people. Um, I like way so many years ago, I was very fearful of going out and eating meals out. And then I started asking myself, okay, but is this going to make me happy? And is this going to make me healthy? And yes, it was going to make me very happy because I was going to be out with people. And is this going to make me healthy? And, you know, that little distorted, twisted thought in my head would try and trick me and tell me that it wasn't healthy because of, you know, all the ingredients that I wasn't familiar with. But then for me personally, it was healthy for me because I knew staying at home and isolating myself wouldn't be healthy for me, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So um, it's very personal. Um, You know, like you really have to define it for yourself. And it's always changing, right? Like healthy for me one day might be going to the gym, like kind of like what we were talking about exercise before, you know, healthy one day might be going to the gym and doing that barbell workout, or like you said, those Olympic lifts, right? And then another day healthy for you might be sitting on the couch um, with your loved one, watching Netflix all day and not really moving other than that, right? So it's always changing. And one thing that we always have to remember is that we choose like what makes us happy, right? So... um, we always have that choice. And I think that's so important to remember. Mm, I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I truly appreciate your time. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Robin. It was a blast. So there's nothing like announcing in a podcast that you're going to create something and then put it out into the world. But it's an amazing way to stay accountable and get shit done. Now this podcast is going to need to be explicit. So I have created for you a guide to creating priorities, goals, and tasks. It's nine modules. I'll take you through how to figure out what your core desired feelings are, to sorting through life categories, figuring out a key priority, setting long-term goals for the year, then short-term goals, calendar mapping everything out, assigning three monthly goals so you don't overwhelm yourself, then assigning three weekly and daily tasks to a planner, and then always reviewing, reassessing, and then reigniting your dreams and your inspirations. So you can find more information about this guide over at robinbaldwin.com forward slash goals. Okay, so the June contest winner of the book. Thank you so much for leaving your ratings and reviews. I truly appreciate you. And I randomly picked out of a hat and Habs underscore for life is the winner. So please send me a note on my contact form on robinbaldwin.com with your shipping address and I'll get the book off to you. This episode is sponsored by the Live Like an Alpha Female Challenge. Are you ready to take charge of your fitness and health routine? 
Are you ready to get organized so you have more time to spend with your family or friends or loved ones without feeling always stressed? That's why I created the Live Like an Alpha Female Challenge, a challenge that helps you decrease stress, get organized, and find more time in your day to go after all of your crazy big goals and dreams. The challenge includes five emails with a video message from me on how to fit in fitness, optimize your health and nutrition, stay healthy at work, and all my smartphone organization tips. Sign up at robinbaldwin.com forward slash alpha female for the free challenge today. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back. If you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice and leave me a rating and review. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com. That's Robin with a Y, B-A-L-D-W-I-N. And join us next week for another inspiring chat. I hope you have a spectacular day.